was 11 years old when a man in a white Lexus tried to get me in his car when I was walking home from my junior high. Stranger danger. He looked like someone's dad who had just gotten off of work. Nice haircut, wearing a suit. I'm a nice enough guy. I remember thinking, why does he want me to get in his car? Then he said he wanted to lick my ice cream and it clicked. So I bolted, never losing my ice cream. My mom had the actual nerve to say that I was walking the wrong way home. It's a lie, and it's literally blaming the victim. The victim being me at 11. If your daughter almost gets kidnapped because you don't have the means to pay for childcare, that's your fault, not the child's. My mother did tell me not to take the center route home because you have to go under a dark tunnel, but I didn't take that path. And I will never forget her saying, I told you not to take that way home, and thinking to myself at 11, that's not true. That's messed up. Men wanted me, and they were making it clear no matter where I was. <laughs> Young girls are not safe in this world, and so many parents have their head up their ass. Fortunately, my elementary school friend Shoshana and her mom, Sherry Payne of the Supremes, let me stay with them every day after school until my mom got off of work, so I never had to worry about getting home from school again. To this day, Sherry Payne is one of the kindest humans I've ever met. Not just for taking me in, but for taking in anyone in need, for feeding people, and sacrificing her own space and privacy for others. She gave to no end, and she never seemed bothered. Motherhood is a hard job, and it's a job that you should avoid if you aren't in a solid relationship and financially stable. Who will keep your child from getting fucked while you're busy? I know most of you haven't noticed, but we live in a country with a very big pedophilia problem, so while you're trying to have a balanced life, someone has their thumb up your kid's ass. The first man in my life was my stepdad. Whenever we were out, people would say, you have beautiful children. Talking about me and my little brother, he would point to me and say, that one isn't mine. Now that's fucked up. I didn't know I wasn't his, so I remember feeling shocked and embarrassed. Every time we were out, we got compliments, so this wasn't rare. And the repeated rejection broke my spirit. He's apologized since, and I don't feel any negativity towards him, but the damage can't be undone. If you've got an issue, you've got an issue here's, a here's a tissue. My mom only dates black men. But she picks the shittiest ones. None of them were faithful, none of them wanted to provide shit but their dick, and none of them wanted to be dads. They always took more than they gave. There are many black men that would make great partners. My Uncle Alan is one of the best men I know. Most of my friends have great husbands who are even better fathers, but my mom wouldn't pick that type of black man. In fact, if there was a room full of good boyfriends and only one piece of shit boyfriend in that room, she would probably pick the piece of shit. In fact, if you're a guy and my mom likes you, you probably are a piece of shit. It's not possible for her to like you otherwise. <laughs> when I went to Taft, I had never been around so many niggas in my life. I'm not exaggerating. You can see pictures of me in preschool, Dixie Canyon, Milliken. These were predominantly white or Asian schools, and Milliken had a lot of black students, but most of them were in the arts and uninterested in fighting. Taft had niggas that were into crime. In 1999, when I was a freshman, there were students whose parents beat up the coaches. Niggas that were actually gangbanging, some of whom are dead today because they got shot. Whole lot of gang shit. And at the homecoming game, two adult men were fighting, and I saw one of them get thrown over the barbecue pit. It was ghetto and unlike any other school I had attended. I preferred the all-white school where they call me Nappy and call me Mufasa over the school infiltrated with hood rats sitting outside my classroom waiting to fight me for no reason. Bullying is not what it used to be. These kids are like prisoners with shanks on the yard. 
I was overwhelmed by the constant confrontations and eye rolling. Uh -huh. Who is that bitch? But I also felt like maybe I had been around too many white people and needed to learn life, so I stayed. I lost my virginity to a guy named Fred. He was bust in from L.A. He was very advanced and out of my league. We tried anal. I licked his ass. I bit his ball skin. I bit his nipples. Damn! He had me doing all types of shit. And I felt bad about it. But he was the hottest guy in school. There was like the top five hottest. And he definitely was one of them. I had gaps in my teeth more than one. I hated my face. It was so fat, but I was skinny. While I was intimidated by him, I also felt like if he wanted me, maybe I wasn't so bad. And even though he kept asking me to do things that I didn't know how to do, I'd say yes to everything and try my best to make him happy. But he never was. One time he told me to ride his dick. But I'd only had sex twice in my life. Both times with him. And I'd never seen a porn. And sex in movies doesn't go into enough detail. So I told him, I don't know how to be on top. You're a virgin. You're a virgin. You can't drive. He said, just do what feels good. Which confused me even more because none of it ever felt good. He became frustrated when I didn't move. He should have just said, go up and down and instructed me like he always had. But instead, the psychopath picked me up and threw me across the room and left me there. I had no way home. He didn't seem to get that I was a virgin. I was literally only 14 years old. And he threw me across the room in a creatine rage because I didn't know how to ride his dick. Get off me, bitch. Get off me, bitch. To this day, I actually hate being on top. Not only because I'm old and my knees are tired now, but because he made me feel like shit about it. I was so embarrassed to have to tell my friend and her boyfriend who were in the next room that we were stranded and the reason why. We were at her boyfriend's house and he was 15 without a car or license. We had to leave before his mom got back home in the morning. The buses weren't running and we had to wait until the crack of dawn to take the first bus home before my mom woke up. We snuck back in the house while my mom was sleeping in the room with her lame boyfriend. I cried till my eyes were swollen shut and I had to ice them to see again. It was around that time that Fred threw me across the room and left me stranded because I couldn't ride his dick that I got a letter from my dad saying that he was getting out of prison and wanted to meet me. I was excited to meet my dad for the first time. I'd never seen his face. My mom is so light and curvy, I never saw myself in her. And I wanted to see myself in the eyes of a family who loved me. I wanted to feel connected to someone. You know that I, somebody. I remember thinking, I'm going to have a dad that's fresh out of prison and he will beat up anyone that messes with me. I needed that protection. No one was looking out for me. And my mom was working her ass off and dating a loser. I had great friends like Marquina and Kia and Monet from Milliken that went to TAP with me, but I stopped hanging out with them because I was embarrassed by everything I was doing with Fred. I really didn't feel like I fit in with them anymore. I remember hoping that my dad would love me. I remember hoping no guy would ever get to touch me again because he would kick their ass. I remember hoping I would find my tribe because it wasn't at my mom's side of the family and it wasn't niggas at school. I really needed him. I need someone. I had been getting sexually dominated by Fred who at that point made me have a threesome, mostly because I didn't know how to say no, not because he knocked me out and gang raped me. <laughs> But I absolutely did not want to have a threesome. So I was feeling like shit already from doing things I didn't want to do. And for not knowing how to deal with everything happening to me at school with the bitches harassing me. When I got to my dad's for that weekend, I already was near my breaking point. I'm about to break. I, can't stop this I was really happy to meet him. But I felt a lack of return on that emotion. 
Maybe he expected me to look different, I don't know. But I didn't feel the warmth that I was expecting. In no particular order, I will say the things that stood out. I had on a red Tommy Hilfiger dress, and he told me that I shouldn't wear red because he was a crip, and the area we were in, you just shouldn't wear red. Hey, where's you from, cuz? He told me that he once went to jail for robbing a pet store for these expensive birds, but he was pulled over and the cop was suspicious when he saw these birds flopping around. <laughs> One of his baby mamas got in my face and actually said she beat up my mom back in the day. I felt like I was back in school. She was totally bald at the top of her head. She had the rest of her hair pulled up in the tightest ponytail you could imagine. It gave the genie and Aladdin vibes. <laughs> my dad's daughter was tall, and you could say plus-sized. I remember her telling the story about how she got shot in the thigh and it came out her butt. Or she got shot in the butt and it came out her thigh. Either way, she got shot. And she showed us the scar. My dad's oldest son was in a gang and was murdered. He was very handsome in the picture I saw. There was also a picture of him in the casket, which I thought was really weird. Then there was my dad's other son who was alive and very handsome, Deontay. He made me feel like family, and I actually saw myself in him. I believe we look alike much more than I look like my brother Maurice, who looks more like my mom. My aunts were nice. I remember thinking my grandma was pretty glamorous with her fancy hats and cigarettes. She was skinny like me. But I could tell very quickly that this wasn't ever going to be my home. When it came time to go to bed, I asked my dad if he would stay in the room with me because I was afraid. Daddy, I'm scared. I was a little girl. I was far from home and overwhelmed by the people I met. So I was scared and I asked him to stay in the room with me, which was a big mistake. <laughs> in his mind, maybe I was hitting on him. He certainly never saw me as his daughter, so I really don't know what his motivation was when he reached out to me. It definitely wasn't to be a father. Because not only did he shove an unwanted dick in me, what? he pretty much disappeared after that weekend. The person I was hoping would protect me from niggas at school hurt me more than anyone had in my entire life. Even my stepdad saying she's not my daughter after someone would say your daughter is beautiful didn't hurt as much, and that was a straight kick to my six-year-old chest. But this, I was completely destroyed. I tiptoed to the bathroom when it was over and I stayed there until the sun came up and someone had to use it. I was in so much pain. God knew Fred threw me across the room because I couldn't ride his dick at 14. God knew I was being tortured and harassed at school by less attractive bitches. God knew my mom's head was up her ass, but that wasn't enough. I got a letter from my dad who I thought was going to be the answer to my prayers, but God said no. Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. I can't believe I'm still alive sometimes because the pain was unimaginable. I can't even remember my dad's face at all. It hurt so much. When I went back to school after getting fucked by my dad, I still had to face those worthless bitches threatening me. I still had Fred making sexual demands. I still didn't feel like I had any friends in the world because no other girl was going through what I was going through. There was a guy who lived right by me. We got off the bus at the same exit. He knew something was wrong. He was constantly up my fucking ass. We went to school together and my mom knew his grandma. I considered him a friend. Anyways, he knew my dad raped me. He said, you never bring up your dad anymore and you were so excited to meet him. What happened? I was silent. He asked, what happened? What did he do? And I didn't answer, but tears formed. And he said, he fucked you, didn't he? I just remember thinking, wow, like he's the only person that even noticed something was wrong with me since I met my dad. And not only did he see that something was wrong, he guessed exactly what it was. I was embarrassed, but I also felt seen. But then he raped me too. He forced me to have sex with him, not in that same moment, but at another time. Then he was talking about me to people. He like took my panties out of my house and like brought them to school. 
I was in too much pain to keep fighting. I actually needed someone, and even though I didn't want to fuck him, he was always there, and I didn't hate him. I just never wanted to fuck him because I already had enough dick on my plate. But I started fucking him like I wanted to because I needed a friend, and he was the only one there. God wasn't done showing me how bad life could be. (laughs) I was literally getting my chest kicked in over and over and over. One time I was sitting outside of my apartment because my uncle was yelling about something. I lived with my mom, my grandma, my uncle, my brother in a two-bedroom apartment after this situation. And my uncle would get crazy, so I would leave. And I was standing outside on the verge of tears and a car full of dumb bitches pulled up on me in my apartment and trying to jump me. They ended up driving off, but my point is I was dealing with a lot of shit at home and at school and it was constant. These were my darkest days, and at 16 years old, after being fucked and forgotten by my dad, thrown across a room, raped by the asshole that lived close to me that I considered a friend, I walked over to the In-N-Out Burger on Van Nuys Boulevard, store 85, (laughs) and I got a job for $8.25 an hour. I cleaned bathrooms and tables, I emptied the trash, I made sure there was no litter in the planters, I worked my way up to $9 an hour working french fries in the drive-thru. It kept me from being alone after school, and it put money in my pocket. And I did it for myself, without any encouragement. Oddly enough, my senior year of high school, I won homecoming queen. Being nominated was shocking enough, but I won on what was a very nice highlight to a very dark four years. It was like God finally gave me my crown. (laughs) It was plastic from Claire's, but a crown no less. (laughs) I remember when I was deciding which colleges to go to, someone told me I should try an HBCU, which is the acronym for Historically Black Colleges and Universities. It was a hard no. Real nigga shit. Fuck niggas. I didn't want to deal with any guys at all. And I didn't want to deal with the type of bitches that lie and say, I heard you was talking shit. So I went to an all-girls college in Brentwood. Mount St. Mary's College on Sunset and Bundy provided the much-needed blessing of restoration. While it had its limitations, it was safe, and it was lush with nature, with ocean and city views everywhere. I met a group of dynamic black women when I joined the African American Council of Women. Sandra, Kristen, Celeste, Spichelle, Elise, LaShawn, they were all women who inspired me. Being in that environment with them allowed me to heal, and I felt confident and strong when I graduated, which is what I needed to be for the next set of storms that rolled in. But naked. 